Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 130, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. You know what I just realized? You didn't have to ask me the episode number. Well, I knew that. Second, we haven't had a guest in a while. I know. Uh, we also have been gone for two weeks. Yep. <clears throat> we did talk, though, about not really doing guests until we get situated in our new house. Correct. Which hopefully will be in the next week or two. Two weeks. Situated, one month. Move in, two weeks. It'll be a lot easier with these microphones, maybe, though. To do a guess? Yeah. Why do you say that? Um, because they sound clear, so I think, like, you and I could probably share one. Ah, sure. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Or we'd only need, like, one of the other microphones and then these. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, that, that place should be, uh, it's really close. So, yeah, I think we'll be really situated and everything. My thought is we have a month to move is the plan. Mm -hmm. So we'll just move over a month and not. In like a weekend? Not in a weekend and not just move everything and not put it away or situate it right away. Yeah, I figured we were, uh. Like, I was, like, thinking about my candles, and I was like, I'm just going to put them in bins, move the shelf, take them out of the bins. Put them back on the shelf. Put them back on the shelf. Yep. Go on to the next thing. Yep. Um, We are going to have to make some kind of platform. Like, take, like, a... um, Almost probably, like, a piece of plywood cut in half, long-wise, uh, to move Legos. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be our best bet. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Sure. I'm not looking forward for that part. No. Um, we probably could do bins with those two, actually, even. Put them um, in a bin. What's nice is we're moving, like, two miles down the road. I, is it even two miles? I highly doubt it's two miles. Yeah. Maybe directly it's one mile, but driving around yeah. is maybe two. Yeah. So that'll be nice. I think we'll move some stuff, <laughs> and we'll move nice and slow and... Make sure we're bringing useful shit. Mm-hmm. Set everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about it. Yeah. I am about it. We're going to have to get a new bookshelf. Not that thing? Oh, no, not that one. Like, the book bookshelf. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. Yep. Anyways. So, um... This is a tutor episode where we actually will tutor you on something. And maybe, not just yeah. talk about random stuff like we just did. Yeah. Yep. Um, so... Had the uh, Hazel Wander wedding? Yes. This weekend? Yes. How was that? It was wonderful. Beautiful. Beautiful celebration. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Because we just said we are going to start tutoring. I know, but this is all part of the the show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had a good time. Got to celebrate with Nick and Casey. And uh, it was a really beautiful wedding. It was very beautiful. I loved it. Um, got to see the fam, which was nice. Uh, I like old Nick's fam. Good people. Very good, positive. It, you know, just partiers. Just, just, they just, just love having a good time. Love having a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. It was super fun. And then got to hang out with old boy Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much spent most of the day with old boy Mason on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 
which is good time. I like that kid. What a good guy. He's a very good guy. Good guy. Uh, so, yeah. But what him and I talked about a lot. We talked about a lot of stuff. But one of the things we talked about was problem solving and how fun it is. So, and I asked Sam on the drive home today. I said, hey, what, what do we want to podcast on? And she's like, problem solving? And I was like, damn. That's exactly what I want to podcast on. We haven't podcasted on this ever. No. Which kind of surprised me. So here we are. I love it. Like problem solving might be my favorite thing to do. Yep. Mine too. Um, Sean and I are both actually pretty good at it, which is helpful. And I discovered it's a soft skill. Uh, so there's soft skills and hard skills. And like hard skills are things that you learn. So soft skills are more things that are like part of your personality or like just like a personal trait. Yeah. Um, some people are just obviously better, like naturally better at problem solving than others. Yes. But you can still get better and increase your level of problem solving no matter what. Yes. Familiarizing yourself with your market, <laughs> um, your situations, how to solve things. Like you can definitely um, get better at it, but it's one of those things like sports. If you're not six feet tall, you're going to struggle dunking a lot more when you're five, five. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's like genetics. You're either more predisposition for it or not. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't practice and get better at it. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I bet you if I drew every single day, I'm not artistic. Yeah. Um, I bet you if I drew every day, I'd get better. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I bet you like, I could draw pretty good. Practice makes perfect, yeah. It does. I would never be perfect. I would never be Vincent Van Gogh. Right. But that, it goes with the saying, right? Like, you have to practice to be perfect or better. Right. Yep. Um, I bet you we could teach you how to throw a ball. If you threw a ball every single day. Thanks, babe. I was actually thinking That was a fucking low ball. Blow. Okay, thanks. I'm talking about drawing, and you're just like, mm, maybe you could learn how to throw a ball. Loser. Thanks. Um, I was actually thinking about this. I want to like learn how to do a handstand. Okay. And I feel like that's something I need to do every single day. Well, um, why don't we go fucking crush a snatch and see who can do that better? I'm just kidding. Obviously you. <laughs> just get defensive. Um... Yeah, no, handstanding, I think that's a like a skill you have to practice a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, problem solving. Do you want the definition? Throw it, throw it. Process of achieving a goal by overcoming obstacles, a frequent part of most activities. Okay. Uh, I was trying to remember what examples they gave in the definition, but honestly, my brain is still fried, so... Okay, yeah, uh, fuck it. We don't need to give examples. It's problem solving. It's too fucking simple. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah. Um. So when Ryan and I were in business <clears throat> together, Ryan, this this was like a weekly occurrence. Ryan was really good at finding a problem. So he'd find a problem, um, bring the problems to me in our meeting, and then I would take the week to solve said problems. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times we do like circle round table meetings and, and like spit ideas back and forth and stuff for the problem solving. But, um, uh, 
I spent a lot of time problem solving, and it is something I miss a lot. It's a really fun thing to do. Yeah, my I haven't had to do a whole lot of it at work lately either. Yeah. Um, like I said, Sean and I are both very good problem solvers, and we're. I wouldn't say we're problem seekers either. I don't actually look for many problems. Um, and that I mean that's I think why Ryan and I had a good duo for so long was he was good at finding and identifying a problem and I was good at um at solving them. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm observant, so like I like especially like my current job, like I'll look around and I'll be like, Oh, I noticed like this part doesn't function as well as the other parts like what can i do to make it better Mm -hmm. um but it's not like i sit there every single day and think about it like right it's just like if i notice something repeatedly then i'd be like how are we gonna fix this yes i i agree i'm i'm similar in that realm Mm -hmm. um so what we did today was we pretty much uh, wrote down on paper how we typically solve an issue um so i just went through in my brain and we wrote down on paper what the steps were I do to solve problems. Yeah. And then Sam read through it and then we conglomeratively cleaned it up to yeah. what uh we both kind of do. Yeah. Um so first one, discover the symptom of the problem. Right. Yep. So we have to disco so find out what the problem is or Find out what the problem is, and typically the problem is a symptom. Yes. It is usually not the core defect or problem. Mm -hmm. It is just a symptom of the defect or problem. Yeah. So we identify the symptom. Yes. Okay. And then we dig deep to find the root cause or defect. Yep. So usually like... And you hear that a lot in like medical terms. Mm-hmm. Like usually, if someone has a symptom, there's usually like a bigger problem, like a disease, an infection, like something. Let me give a one hundred percent example because I have been there. Yes, you have. All right, so <clears throat> high blood pressure. Okay. Oh, it's not the one I was thinking. But anyways, continue. You think pay your tears? Yeah. Gonna go die. All right, <laughs> high blood pressure. Okay. I had high blood pressure and we're like, okay, high blood pressure. How can we fix this? So there's statins, right? To take to um, like medication to lower blood pressure. And I did take those um, for a short stint. Yeah. But it was... um, Just to like initially like help you lower it. Initially help me to lower it. But so I was like, okay... That is solving a symptom. Mm-hmm. Why do I have high blood pressure? Okay. Why do I have high blood pressure? Well, I'm 240 fucking pounds. I'm eating like shit. And I'm on steroids. Fast foods. Fast foods. Yep. Fatty foods in yep. general. So, okay. We've got three big issues. Okay. Going on. Three big things going on. Okay. Now... What I did was I, I think I cleaned up my diet. That was the first thing I did. Yeah, 100% it was. So I had three things. So I was overweight, poor diet, on gear. Yeah. Right? 
So I was like, well, let's clean up the diet. Clean up the diet. Still on gear, keep in mind. Um, my blood pressure went from like 190s over 120s, 130s, it was like 190 over 130. Um, just by cleaning up my diet, which in turn, by cleaning up my diet, um, I inherently, I was eating a lot, but it was clean food, so I was nowhere near the same calorie count. Yeah, no. So my calories decreased significantly. And so my weight dropped by like 20 pounds. So I went from unhealthy to clean diet with a 20-pound decrease, still taking gear. Yep. Okay. My blood pressure went from 190s over 130 down to, uh, I think it was like averaging like 135, 140 over like 85. Yeah. Recently, it's gone down even more. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you how it got down even more. Oh, okay. So we got there. I was like, okay, what next? Doing a lot, a lot of research. When you take um, anabolics, your red blood cell count increases and makes your blood thicker which obviously if your blood's thicker you have higher pressure so i donated blood boom since then my blood pressure ranges from 115 to like 124 uh, i'd say 110 probably 110 to 124 depending yeah on like day and stuff um and then my diastolic is usually anywhere from 70 to 82 mm. um and sean can usually pretty like tell when he needs to donate blood to like yeah i donate blood uh, at least every six months um so pretty much um i the i guess the whole thing i identified the core symptom or the core problem which was my weight yeah i would say the biggest the biggest 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 one was my weight yeah um, and then let's, as we go through this list, I'll touch on what section everything else was, right? Mm -hmm. So of the story I just told, the main symptom or the main defect was my weight. Was it, are we saying it's your weight or your food, your diet? I would say weight. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. The diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I still could have been. Yeah. It was the fact that I was like obese or overweight. Yeah. Right, which is diet base. Yeah. So yeah, because I could have still, because when I was still two hundred and thirty pounds, because yeah. I was two hundred and thirty with good blood pressure. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it was not my weight. The core defect was my diet. Yeah. Because yep. obviously, like you gained more weight because of your diet. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would say it's more your diet than your weight. Yep. So core defect yeah. was diet. Um. So number three, identify ideal outcome or desired outcome. Yep. So identifying your ideal outcome in that situation i wanted healthy blood pressure which at the time it's changed now but at the time was 120 over 80 that was my goal that was my desired outcome damn um do we want to go into the subsection we had yep so your desired outcome oh we skipped these for number two by the way oh for number two okay we'll, we'll go back to that so when we're talking about work, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, so when we're solving a 
core problem when we're saw when we're trying to dig deep to find our core defect mm-hmm. in this is mostly for a business realm right uh, business work yeah i would say more business realm this is more business realm okay there's really two main types of issues when you're digging deep to find a defect yeah what are the two uh a personal defect yep. or a system defect a personal defect or system defect so yeah. is it the person doing the process or is it the process process itself yep um and with like the personal like there's different things that could go into it so like um are like their expectations not being like is someone not keeping them accountable yep. um are they just underperforming yep or do they just not know what the expectations are? Yep. So there's three main things. So this is good to know in general, but this is also um, about finding your actual defect in the in step number two. If it is person related, there are three things when it comes to person performing, and that's expectations so what expectations do managers have for them and are they keeping them accountable and are they holding them accountable absolutely because if you have an expectation but you're not following up with it they it's not even necessarily that they're underperforming they do not think that's important yeah if no one tells you like hey why aren't you like keeping up with this yep like you're not gonna like that's an issue we're having at work, right? Like they say you're late if you clock in eight minutes after, mm-hmm. but no one's there to tell us that like you can't take your break or whatever. Right. Yep. So people are showing up. People are showing up later think, than eight yep. minutes late. So that is why um your KPIs, KPIs yeah, are yeah, yeah. key performance indicators. Yep. Um, that's why like having trackers and KPIs and stuff with your employees is so important. It's so like, um, it's so they know what to expect. Uh, I think the easiest thing when we were at Menards, um, depending on like what position or depending on what job you had for the day Mm -hmm. on the forklift at Menards, they had a number. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like, if you're in receiving, uh, and you're receiving product in, they expect you to unload like 20 pallets an hour. So you have to scan 20 pallets in an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know your expectation when you're in receiving is 20 pallets mm-hmm. an hour. And if you're not hitting that, you're doing something wrong. When you're shipping, you're building stuff and you're doing some extra shit. So it's like 15 an hour right right um so you need to be scanning 15 things an hour and they like uh change the numbers based on like because isn't wasn't craig telling us like some of the things that he would ship out were like obviously a lot more work than other things yeah depend well not if it's something you're doing like a lot of yeah a little bit yeah yeah it's yeah there's like exceptions to it but for for the most part um like whether it's receiving or shipping it's all very similar shit and so it's like that's just like the steadfast rule Mm -hmm. um yeah but anyhow that's 
why it's important to have like KPIs so you know or why you have expectations. So staff know what's important and what's expected of them. Yep. Um, and then obviously if they're, maybe they're just underperforming. Yep. And you should probably look into that. Like maybe they're not good at that position. So they could be underperforming, um, slash with underperforming is, um, unmotivated. Yeah. So yeah. Is there, for some reason they're unmotivated in the workplace causing them to be underperforming. Yeah. Yep. Um, and last, like maybe they don't, Maybe you weren't clear with what you want them to like do. Yeah. So, un yeah, unknowing them not knowing that that was their duty, that yeah. was their job. They might think that's someone else's job, right? You know. Um. And so. So that like goes back to like the KPIs. Like, if yeah. they know what they're being performed on, or uh, the expectation. Or yeah. Yeah. Graded on. They're graded on. Yep. Um. Then they should know how to do their job yep so those are the three main things when it comes to a personal defect in a business for something not getting done mm -hmm. right so when we're looking at a defect what is the root cause of this symptom we're having mm -hmm. um oh we forgot uh, with expectations sometimes it could be just like a shitty manager right like well that yeah i mean if it's a shitty manager they're not following up like and... i mean like uh like the culture base oh like sometimes like the culture might not be good so that could go with actually underperforming that, too that leads into the unmotivated yeah. with underperforming yeah so like you have to you really do have to like comb through everything of like why is this person not performing that yep way? so that's for the performing aspect now um the other part is um a system defect so that would be the other side so when you're digging deep okay, we figured out this isn't a personal issue. It's a system issue. There's some sort of bottleneck or issue with our system and our process. And that's what's nice about like businesses that they have multiple people doing the same thing. Then it's very easy to see if it's a person thing or a system thing. Because Absolutely. if you have four people doing the exact same thing, and, and they're all getting hung up on the same spot. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you know where in the system you can change it. Yep. But if it's just one out of the four that's struggling, then it's obviously a person base. Yes. Yep. So that's a pretty good pretty good way to figure out um mm -hmm. figure out what the actual cause is in a in a business format. Yeah. Yep. That's dude that business format. How about a relationship format? Same exact things apply. Right? In a relationship. Yeah. There's there's a defect, there's a problem. Okay, is yeah. it like a system, the system of the relationship, or is it one of the people not doing something? Well, yeah, you are 100% right. Yeah, babe, I'm a fucking dude. This is what I do. I'm a genius. This is what I do. Um, hey, I'm out here solving problems. Look at you guys. Yeah, I'm talking about. So then we get to the identify ideal outcome or desired outcome. So that's step three. That's step three. Step three is identify your goals slash ideal outcome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really look at your vision, like what is your plan with, uh, like, I mean, what's your plan with your life? Like, do you want to live a healthy life? Because if so, then yes, you need to lower your blood pressure. Yeah, so yeah, if we're going back on the blood pressure thing to keep that going, um, yeah, I was like, okay, if I keep my blood pressure high, I will have a heart attack and I will not live long. Mm -hmm. I want to live long because I like life, life's fun. 
I need to lower my blood pressure. My ideal outcome is to have healthy blood pressure levels. And that was kind of something you had a debate about because it's not like you were 240 for no reason. Like you purposely were 240. I was trying to be thick so I could lift. So Sean really had to decide like, did he want to be heavier so he could lift more or did he want to be healthier and live longer? So turns out once I found Stan efforting in his diet and his like what he does, I could have had both. That's true. Heavier with low blood pressure. Um, But after I realized the diet portion, I decided that didn't align with my goals because I was not willing to keep consuming that amount. Right. Clean. Yeah. So, yeah, my desired outcome then was to uh, be around 220 pounds uh, with healthy blood pressure. Yeah. Yep. And uh, basically, you want to look at it as what will get you that well-oiled machine? Yes. Yep. What's going to give you a well-oiled machine is is our goal here. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what, that should be... That should be the outcome. Business, relationship, personal, health... You name it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's step three. That's step three. Ident- identify our ideal outcome. Mm-hmm. Step four, uh, we put make a plan to reach desired outcome. Yep. I like <coughs> come up with multiple plans too. Like you don't need to just come up with one. That's one thing that was good with Ryan and I when we would sit down and do these. We'd come up with five different plans. Right. Like five different routes. Like, okay, we could do this, 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 this. What seems the most viable? Um, and then we would choose one. And so we would go through, make the plan, full plan of how to do it. Um, and then we lead into step five, mm-hmm. which is execute. Yeah. Uh, with step four, like, that's a really good way to, one, it, it gives you the chance to look ahead more. A lot of people are stuck in the now. Um, so being able to look ahead is a very good thing because... Let's say one plan is more of a short-term plan. Mm-hmm. Another term or another plan could be more of a long-term one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, it's it, the best problem solvers, like come up with multiple plans. Yeah. And, and with that, I mean, like, say you have a symptom that is unacceptable. Then you have a short-term plan to solve the symptom. Mm-hmm. And make a long-term plan to solve the problem. Right, yeah. You can definitely do more. Dude, we did that shit all the time. Yeah, you do, did. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Make the plan is step five or step four, right? Step four, yeah. All right. Step five. Execute. Execute that plan. And it may take, depending on what type of problem is, it may take six months to a year for like that problem to fully go away. So for me, the blood pressure thing, yeah, that was, uh, and we like we stepped in and we went like ninety five percent in the direction of healthy diet. Yeah, we did. And I did that for three months, um, before I was close to my ideal. Yeah. Um, that that was when I got down to the one like the one thirty five over eighty five mm-hmm. was uh was after three months of consistent work. Um, so that was the execute phase. Your short-term plan was taking blood pressure pills? Yep, Your it long-term was. plan was 
Changing your diet? Correct. Yep. And then once we got there, we reviewed. Mm-hmm. And we reviewed and we said, hey, this plan worked out pretty fucking good. And it's good to do this plan, like reviewing, like during. periodically. Yeah, like the reviewing, do it during. So on my way of bringing my blood pressure down, I check my blood pressure probably Constant. three times a week. Constantly. Yeah. At least once a week, if not more. Yeah, yep. Um, and so, yeah, we were checking it minimum once a week, um, up to three times a week to make sure I was actually coming down. Yeah. And, uh, and so we'd review through the whole process. And then um, once we got there, right, in our review stage, we realized that, like, it was working. Um, that's when we, like, then reviewing, we learned what worked, what didn't. Yeah. Then we went to the next step. Repeat. Which is repeat. And so at that stage in repeat, we go, okay, we're down to 135 or 85 for my blood pressure. I need to get to 120 over 80. How do I do that? Okay, what else could it be? That's when I started researching about anabolics, about the red blood cell count. Found out if you donate, like you need to donate blood, um, and that could lower blood pressure. So went and did that, and it was day, the day. Um, donated blood. The next day, my blood pressure was like 120 over 80. Yeah, you said it like the blood like almost shot out of you. It was Dude, so pressurized. The blood came out and I felt like I was fucking, felt like I was a cow being milked. I left that place feeling so light. I, I don't know if I, I like almost passed out originally because I was just like milked my blood out in a couple minutes. And I was like, holy fudge. And then, um... Once I got my bearings back, like, 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. boy, I don't know if I felt that good in a long time. Because I felt, like, not that good. Like, yeah. I felt I felt good, but then, like, the drastic 20-minute change. I mean, I'm sure you could just man. feel the blood just, like, sludge in your body. Oh, yeah. It felt so good. It felt so good coming out. Ugh, okay, we got to stop talking about this. Sam gets crazy get talking about yeah. blood. So, anyways... um. That brought me down to like 120 over 80 the next day. I was 120 over 80. Yeah. And um, so that like that was we just repeated the problem solving process again on the the same problem. Like we still had the problem. We still had the main defect of me having high blood pressure, or yeah. like we still had the high blood pressure as the problem, and um, we just identified a new root cause. The new root cause was thick blood mm-hmm. make the plan go donate blood and now i now that plan is donate blood every six months yeah so i went and donated blood that was my execute stage stage five is donating so i executed that stage six i reviewed the next day holy shit brought my blood pressure down um <coughs> and then the repeat phase was honestly done because now i know if i keep my healthy diet and if i donate blood every six months my blood pressure is always in that range. Yeah. Uh, man, I had something pop. What? Uh, did we start the vertical diet at Corona? Yes, we started the vertical diet in... Uh, it was... Was it when the... April. It was April of 2020. No, 2019. 
2017. No, because we started dating in... April of 2018. Yeah, there we go. April of 2018. Because... Um, was that when that thing happened? That you got really lightheaded? Had to smoke some weed? Way. That was way past in the future. That was after I got healthy. Then we ended up getting way back down the wrong track again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yep. So, no. Everything was fixed. That was past. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, so, I just figured out... Um, yeah, it's it definitely is something you have to practice, I would say. And like they said online, um, you can become good at problem solving like in your own field, right? So like if you're an accountant, you're probably going to have a lot of the same problems come up. So they say it's like good to look at like other people that are in the same field as you and learn from their mistakes. Or, like, you can see how they do things, and then you can revise it to, like, fit your personality or style more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, dude, that's like a mechanic. Yeah. A mechanic? Okay, car's got a misfire. Okay, scan it for the misfire. Okay, it gives you, like, okay, cylinder one misfire. Okay, what's the most common reason we have a cylinder one misfire in this type of car? Right. And then that's where you go first. Yeah. So it's just knowing that like, oh yeah, whatever. Like Fords have a cylinder one misfire because of these three reasons. This is the first, second, third. Mm-hmm. Honda um, Pits. Yep. And then you boom, execute. So let's run down this so you guys can write this down if you want. If you want to follow it. Seven step process is what we came up with, right? Seven step process. You want to run through them? One through seven, Sam? Yeah. Okay, go. Discover the symptom or problem. Dig deep to find the root cause or the defect. Identify desired outcome. Make a plan to reach desired outcome or plans. Yep. Execute that plan. Review the plan before, well, during and after. Mm -hmm. And then repeat. Beauty. That's problem solving. Cool. I felt cool because you know how, um, like there's always like this, the, here's the five steps to ba da 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 Yeah. And then when we made a step system, I was like, man, I'm one of those guys. Yeah, you are. We made a step. Proud of you. Seven step protocol. Yeah. Felt, I felt cool. I felt kind of cool. Um, I'm not, I won't destroy your thunder. Thanks, honey. I'm proud of you. Appreciate it. Uh, that's another fun thing. You talked about relationships during this. Learn about the five love languages. That's going to help you a lot in your relationships. Hmm. And then you can uh, use this problem-solving process to figure out why you may be having issues. Ooh, love that. Love that. Sean's is words of affirmation, hence why I tell him I'm proud of him all the time. Yep, and she doesn't steal my thunder. Yeah, and then he's handsome. Stud. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you learned a thing or two, and uh, try this out if you need to solve a problem. See ya. Peace out.